0: My name's Kathy McGrath, I um, work for Scott Labs and um, for those of you who don't know Scott Labs, we're a, a company that are um, family owned and we're now on our third generation um, of family running the company and we are a, um, a, dist- a company that distributes uh, um, machinery, corks and um, fermentation um, additives. We've been at it for about the last 80 years. Today I am going to uh, talk a bit about um, some tools that you can use for maintaining your quality um, for bulk wine, especially during transport. And um, we probably start off with uh, um, tannins. For those of you who have bulk wine and maybe need it to be slightly tweaked um, before bottling or before shipping, tannins are a a wonderful um, tool to impact both your aromatics and your mouthfeel. Um, and um, finishing tannins especially um, are, if you need a slug of oak at the end, if you want to just tweak something, um, finishing tannins are the way to go. However, um, adding finishing tannins usually need about six to eight weeks um, to integrate before you can bottle or before you can ship. Um, with the, this range of finishing tannins, um, we have three of them. Um, the refined extraction and the drying process um, allows us access to and able to preserve the tannins. Um, as a result, the tannins are more soluble, um, they're more stable, and um, have an immediate impact. So as a result, you can add the tannins 48 hours um, before bottling and they won't uh, clog up your filter. One of the things about tannins is that, as you all know, wine matrixes are very different. And so we highly recommend, whenever you do any addition um, before bottling, to do bench trials. Another tool that is um, that can be used to... Uh, most of you know about gum arabics. Um, gum arabics are wonderful tools to keep uh, colloidal stability um, and also to help the perception of sweet um, and softness on the palate. Um, there are a lot of gum arabics out there and um, what makes ours, what makes this one a little cooler, the Flash Gum MF, is that it's been uh, micro-filtered, so as a result, you can add it immediately before bottling and without clogging up any of your filters. Um, it's also manufactured here in the states, so uh, the lead time is a lot uh, quicker than getting um, gum arabics from overseas. And then. Um, This is a a product that um, was developed with Lallemand and um, INRA, which is the institute in Montpellier. It's an inactivated yeast. And as you know, um, once a wine is finished uh, fermenting, um, it is very susceptible to oxygen. And the oxidation mechanisms um, responsible for loss of uh, fruity wine uh, characters, and also can give you more heavier notes, and sometimes can also slightly change the color. Um, so use, having having a tool um, besides using SO2 to uh, protect your wine against oxidation um, is, uh, is as soon as uh, fermentation is finished, um, is is something that'll. Uh, protect your wine all the way through. Um, in two th- uh, So uh, in 2000, um, scientific evidence by Salmon et al. was uh, shown that actually yeast, le- yeast lees can consume um, oxygen. And they found that um, the two to three weeks after alcoholic fermentation, that um, wines left on the on the ye- on the yeast lees can consume between one and two milligrams per liter of dissolved oxygen per day. So as a result, Lallemand and Inra um, partnered to find a biotechnological tool to help wines face these oxidation problems during um, aging, during storing, um, during transportation, and uh, even in uh, doing uh, even in in the winery doing uh, winery uh, rackings and and uh, transfers and things. So uh, in 2008, um, they uh, used different yeast strains and different fractions um, to find uh, one that had the highest oxygen um, capacity, consumed capacity. And um, uh, after six years of experimentation and validation, um, they produced longevity. Uh, which has um, a high dissolved oxygen consumption capacity and uh, reductive compound release. In other words, it can release some glutathione which is also going to help protection. So using uh, Pure Lease Longevity Plus in um, transport uh, has uh, what your um, uh, your benefits of adding Pure Lee's Longevity during transportation. Um, it consumes dissolved oxygen that could be present in the wines and that also, if uh, depending on how your wines are transported, they could actually also um, pick up oxygen. So um, this will help uh, consume some of the oxygen during the, 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 the journey. Um, and also, you're getting an improvement of the mouthfeel, the freshness, and the protection. Um, Lallemind have done uh, two real-time trials in real conditions with adding Pure Lease Longevity Plus. Um, the first one was um, to a Sauvignon Blanc that was uh, added uh, to to wines that were going from Argentina to Sweden. there were two flexi flexi tanks. They were exactly the same wine. The control had SO2, and the um, second tank had um, SO2 plus 40 grams per hectolitre of the Pure Lee's longevity plus. Um, Results at arrival um, in Sweden were that there was a slightly higher free SO2 in the treated tank, which meant that it was protected. Um, also, in the control, um, there was 1.3 milligrams per liter of dissolved oxygen, as opposed to 0.3 milligrams per liter of dissolved oxygen in the, um, in the treated tank. So you had a difference of almost one milligram per liter of dissolved oxygen, which um, can be pretty huge. Um, and also, there was a slightly higher level of the 4-MMMP um, thiols in the Sauvignon Blanc in the treated. Um, in the trial um, from uh, Sauvignon Blanc, also sent from South Africa to Russia, which um, is a fair ways away, um, there were four flexi- in this trial. There were four flexi tanks, actually eight, because they did it in duplicate um, with a control, um, and then they had Purelys Longevity plus plus 20 grams per hectoliter. They had um forty grams per hectoliter, and then they had forty grams per hectoliter with half of the s o two that they would normally um, add, which is thirty milligrams per liter here you can see some um, some graphs of um, uh, firstly the dissolved oxygen at reception that um, the, the, the 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 was divided you got three milligrams per liter in the control and you got almost um uh, less than one in the 40 milligrams per hectolitre of um, purely longevity um, with the SO2. But even um, halving your SO2 um, and adding this, you are still getting less dissolved oxygen um, in your tanks. Another graph that was run was to show you um, that there was an increase in the glutathione, which is a very good um, marker for oxidation, that if you had less glutathione, it means that there was definitely oxidation. Um, glutathione is a, a very good um, uh, aromatic um, uh, enhancer or uh, stabilizer. and. Um, as a result, you're maintaining a lot of your um, aromatics um, in, in this way. And um, as you can see, too, even though there were very low levels of thiol, because it was a Sauvignon Blanc that was for sparkling wines, so there wasn't a lot of the 4 MMP, um, there was still a higher 3 MH um, thiol in, in, in the wines. And then, of course, uh, they also ran the colour to give you an idea of um, how the colour is protected. You've got. Uh, Um, more of the yellow and green as opposed to some of the red, Um, and it seemed to be lighter as well. So uh, you um, have a a way of being able to protect your wines and how you send it, when you send it from the beginning, hopefully it arrives there in the same uh, condition. And um, this is a way to help help you with that. Thank you, I'm gonna hand it over to my colleague Maria who will talk about filtration.
1: everyone thank you for traveling so far to come and listen to the best thing that's ever happened to wine and spirits which is filtration we like our stuff nice and clear don't we um, if there are craft people in the audience my condolences so um, we're talking about it's it's actually a very long talk, and this is 15 minutes that will save you a lot of money in filtration. It kind of sounds like, sounds like Geico, but it's much better. So I'm going to try and keep it short and sweet. Um, if you, if anybody has a doubt about what filtrability means, is that sometimes wine goes through a filter and it doesn't talk back it doesn't throw a tantrum and then other times it doesn't go through and there's lots of frustration and there's lots of uh, finger pointing in some cases so what we're trying to do here is to show you a way of how to fix filtrability and mostly it's done in line with bottling so if you're sending bulk wine from whether it be from one facility to the next or you're sending it from one country to the next Um, It's the easiest way to fix filtrability at the point of bottling. If you, for example, you can lose filtrability within little as three hours after adding concentrate. And some concentrates are more colloidally dramatic, like the mega red, mega purple, mega anything. Um, So if there are historically difficult lots that you're dealing with, um, we've seen that with this uh, method you're going to be able to Uh, fix it and you're going to have a much better throughput on your final filters. So the final membrane filters are the filters that are expensive. They don't have a lot of dirt holding capacity. They are um, supposed to last much longer. So we don't want you to have clogged bottling line um, filters. We don't want you to have downtime when you choose. We want you to have it when you choose to. So you can, of course, cross flow the wine. And you can, of course, cross flow it before you send it. But if you get this wine to the, to the source of bottling and it fails filtrability, you're either going to have to cross flow it again, or you're going to have to run it through another depth filter. So the problem with cross flow is it's slow. Even if you have a fantastically big, beautiful machine, it's still slow, and the footprint is quite big. So if you're a bottling facility, the real estate in that bottling hall is quite precious. And so we want something that has, you know, is fast and um, doesn't take up so much space. The second uh, one that is still used quite a lot is uh, sheet filters. So sheet filters, not the best choice to fix your filtrability because of the drip losses, the long setup up time, um, it's labor-intensive. You have to get the sheet-oriented right. And if you get to the end of setting it up and it wasn't right, then you have to start from scratch. And I see a few people that I can tell have had to do that before. And so you also have a much bigger, large uh, hold-up volume. So to get that filter pack to the right temperature, um, to rinse, and we're talking big, we're talking big filters. We're talking 60 by 60 sheet filters with 120 sheets. You know, we're not talking